1: Jesus Christ didn't come to make your life easy. He came to make you great. Jesus came to change you. He came to grow you. His first disciples made the same mistake that people are still making today, thinking that Jesus came to change their circumstances when what he actually came to change was them.
0: When hard things happen, it makes sense that you would turn to Jesus for help. But as Pastor Robert explains today, Jesus didn't come to earth to change your circumstances. He came to change you. You'll learn that he wants to use those difficult things to deepen your faith. Then you won't be so easily rocked by life's storms. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 8 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. His love is
1: the main thing. We're going to be back in in Matthew's gospel. If you want to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 8, we're getting close to the end of it. You know, we we were in the middle of this section of of um, the Gospel of Matthew where there's a series of, of 10 miracles. And you know, he's healing people. Jesus is, is going around all of Galilee, the Bible says, healing people, casting out demons, doing all this stuff. And, and, um, and, and then the one that we're looking at today, and we're just going to look at this one, is, is completely unique because it demonstrates the authority, over the, uh, the authority of the Lord Jesus over the forces of, of nature. And if you remember what's going on, if you've been with us as we've been going through the, the book of Matthew, you know, Jesus, uh, the, what's referred to as the Sermon on the Mount, some say was actually more than one sermon. I mean, it went on for hours and hours and hours. He's, he's on this hillside. He's teaching probably thousands of people there, and and then he comes down, he's you know, just continual ministry. It's like I was talking to somebody. Um, uh, I haven't done this in a long while, but I'm I'm preaching in uh, Spanish service, and, and somebody was saying, Yeah, it makes for a long day. And I said, no, it's, not, it's really not the fact that it's a long day. It's the intensity of doing three services in the morning, and and trying to be faithful to you know interact with as many people as I can. I mean, obviously you. One person can't interact necessarily with all of you who come. Everybody who comes, even though we're not a huge church, we're not a tiny church either. And and, and then on, you know, on top of that, with the Spanish service, trying to make sure I'm understanding everybody, you know, because all the different dialects and you know, it used to be funny when I would I would you know in preparing my message and then translating it into Spanish, and and if I let somebody from the Dominican Republic look at something that had been translated by somebody from Colombia. It's like there'd be corrections that were, you know, not necessarily correct, you know, either direction a lot of times. It would get really confusing. I'm like, okay, you people are speaking different languages here and all calling it Spanish. And so the intensity of it all, now stay with me. There's a point to my rambling here. Jesus had been going at it all day. All day. Fully God and fully human. So he experienced stress, right? So at the end of the day, he's exhausted. He gets in a boat. He goes across the lake. That's where we pick it up. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 says, Now when he got into a boat, his disciples followed him. And suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? Now, we're going to look at three things from this passage. Number one... Following Jesus is no guarantee of an easy, stress-free life. You know, a lot of times people think that, right? Just give your life to the Lord Jesus and he makes all the bad stuff go away. If only that were true, right? I mean, it just doesn't happen that way. For a lot of people, it gets worse. I don't know how many people I've had come to me. You know, they they come to know the Lord Jesus and they start getting serious about learning the Bible and, and wanting to grow in their faith. And all of a sudden, it's like somebody cracked the dam. And they're flooded with difficulties and hardships and craziness. Things start going wrong at work and all sorts of bad things happen. As one of our instructors, and I've shared this with you before, Alan Williams said to us about 30 years ago, Jesus Christ didn't come to make your life easy. He came to make you great. Jesus came to change you. He came to grow you. His first disciples made the same mistake that people are still making today, thinking that Jesus came to change their circumstances when what he actually came to change was them. Again, he didn't come to change... Our situation. He came to change us. He uses our situation, quite often he uses our circumstances to do a work inside us. And you know, I was thinking about Peter, James, John, Andrew, and maybe some of the others, the first disciples of Jesus, they grew up on this lake. James and John, the family business was fishing. That's what they did. They knew fishing. That means they knew life on that lake. They knew about crossing that lake. Do you understand? Storms come. Right? I mean, this morning, one of the first things I did when I got up was check the weather report to see if it made sense to ride my motorcycle over here today. Because I don't want to get caught again in the middle of a downpour and a, you know, 30 mile an hour wind gusts on a Harley or no fun. I didn't want that. So I checked. These guys, they knew. They knew. Storms are normal. But apparently, this one was especially fierce and frightening, even for professional fishermen. Jesus had taken them right into the middle of a horrible situation. And some commentators suggest that it was actually supernatural. That it was the devil deliberately attempting to to destroy the Lord Jesus. I don't really buy that because I really think somewhere the Bible would have told us that. I mean, if this was a supernatural event, I think the Bible would have said, you know, something to the effect that the devil thought he could take Jesus out, but he couldn't, you know, whatever. There's none of that. You know, storms are a part of everyday life in South Florida, right? Bad thunderstorms. I remember one year we drove out of here. Elizabeth and I had a, uh, I think it was a homeschool conference that she was going to, something anyway, in Orlando. And we we left our house with, you know, we, the kids were small. We drove straight from here to like Kissimmee, I want to say, three and a half hours. And when we checked into the hotel, the, the guy behind the desk, he kind of chuckled. He said, trying to get away from the floods, huh? And I said, what? (laughs) Leaving the floods. I'm like, what floods? He said, the floods in Miami. He said, you haven't seen the news, have you? I said, no, I've been on the highway for the last three and a half, four hours. And he said, well, apparently after you left, the bottom fell out. They called it the no-name storm. We had eight inches of water in, in, in our garage. When we got back a couple of days later, I could see the water line in the garage. It's the only time that had ever happened. Just as quickly as it came, it went, but it flooded neighborhoods like mine. Storms happen. Storms happen. They're not supernatural, necessarily. Matthew calls this one a great seismos. That's the word. Tempest. Tempest. The Greek word that he used, seismos. Does that ring a bell for anybody? Seismic, earthquake. This was significant, potentially catastrophic. And I think it was deliberate, not on the part of the devil. I think it was a deliberate decision by Jesus. He took his crew right into the middle of this mess on purpose. Why? To teach them. To bless them.
0: We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry.
1: You know, not not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within the uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia. So she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio, teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff, I don't want the fluff stuff, I, I want things that are really, some tools that'll help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I wanna do it, I have time to do it. So we did that, we sent some books, we sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that and they started a little Bible study group and, and God was just using that little 15 minute main thing radio broadcast every day Inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit
0: MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.